0: And we're back with episode fifty-seven of the weekly tech rant. With me, Jay, and me, Carl.
1: How are you doing, Carl? Good. Been a busy week already, so uh, yeah. <laughs> Look forward to the weekend.
0: Excellent, excellent. And uh, oh, I think aut- the autumnal weather is rolling in. I know here in uh, Weekly Tech Rant Studios, here where I'm sat, it is somewhat chilly at the moment and raining. Oh, turn window. the heater on. Oh, <laughs> in the office know. for
1: the first time in, I don't know, five months.
0: Oh, I spent yesterday uh, updating some of my temperature sensors, you know, the same as you've got oh, around yeah. the house. I realised I hadn't updated the firmware on the, the Raspberry Pis for some time and they were a little bit out of date, but uh, all up and running now. So it's uh, useful to see yesterday's temperature in the office, I think, dropped to 17 degrees and then dropped to 16. I was like, this isn't good.
1: <laughs> wow. Oh, no, mine keep dropping off the Wi-Fi now. I think I've done an update to all of them. And now they seem to be on the Wi-Fi. But don't get a DHCP lease, and it's only the sensors.
0: You've broken it. See, this what happens. Some,
1: yeah, I should have just left it alone. Left because alone. now my automations don't work because i not getting the correct sensor information.
0: Uh, There's me saying that, though. I've just updated. Anyway, whilst we're wittering on, we have got a fun-filled episode this week. We are going to be talking this... Um, well, first off, we're going to be covering the Microsoft Surface event that happened last week. So no, no Apple product announcements this week. We're going all in on Microsoft and particularly the Surface lineup. We've got some news, haven't we, from the EU on their new regulations they want to bring in? Yes, we have. Um, a little update on the Apple Epic uh, court case, which we were a little bit too late to last week, unfortunately, after uh, our last recording. Uh, we we'll are talk a little bit about some of the um security elements of uh, the, is it re- Re-Evil or re um ransomware? I think, yeah. Resident Evil, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, and Tim Cook is getting very, very unhappy with leakers leaking his memos that he doesn't want to talk about from a leaked memo Yep. of a memo he gave about leakers. Hmm. And we're going to talk a little bit about the new Xbox browser and also the Tech rant rumor mill is back again. I mean, it is now a permanent fixture, of course. The I Tech think rant it rumor is.
1: Mill. Yeah, definitely.
0: And if time permitting, we'll talk a little bit about the new Apple TV series Foundations. Um, if not, we'll cover that next week. But let's see how we get on. So, Carl, let's kick off then with uh, an update of the Surface event that happened the other week, which was definitely. Microsoft's latest uh, update from... Is it Chief Product Officer Panos Panay, isn't
1: it? It is indeed. So this is the Microsoft Hardware event, their Surface Hardware event, and we did mention what uh, the leak last week about the Surface Pro 8 for something kind of online um, retail advertising, wasn't it? So that's right. it's yeah. like they well, they were spot on, and you know, we did get that 11th gen in Intel CPU, uh, up to 32 gig of RAM, which is quite nice in a, in a Surface. Up to you know one terabyte of what those user replaceable SSD modules we talked about. Yep. And we got, we've got the 120 hertz screen and the two Thunderbolt 4 ports, the all USB-C
0: Thunderbolt 4 ports. So
1: we could do external GPUs.
0: Well, we could. Uh, I mean, these new surfaces, I mean, just to be. I think really obviously the, they're being launched to tie in with the launch of Windows 11 as well, which ah. is happening next week. That was the big thing here, wasn't it? That these are all ready for Windows 11 and will ship with Windows 11 and you're going to be allowed to use all the new bells and whistles um, that we've just talked about there as well. But really, there were some, like you say, some really nice feature upgrades and some changes as well. So Surface Pro 8, we also have it, the Surface Laptop, which replaces the Surface Book, isn't it? Well, uh, we but- did.
1: So we, we got the Surface Pro X, which is basically the same design as the Surface Pro 8. And the only thing they did there was introduce a Wi-Fi-only version of £100 less. And that's the uh, the X86, sorry, the ARM, the Arm. tablet.
0: That's right, but- yeah. the Kind of the iPad competitive version, isn't it?
1: It is. And the problem with that was always that it only did 32-bit x86 emulation. So Windows 11 will do 64-bit x86 emulation now. So it might be a bit more capable. But if, yeah, you're right. We got that Surface Laptop sh- Studio, which replaces the Surface Book, isn't it? So the king is dead. Long live the king.
0: And is It's quite... I mean, we'll just we'll just stick on that one for just a second because kind yeah. of that is the flagship product of this, it uh, is. this
1: launch. It's, um, it's quite it's, a redesign, isn't it?
0: It is. I was just going to say that that new kind of um, folding form factor that they've got, almost reminiscent of the Folio keyboard that comes with the iPad Pro. or The not, Magic Keyboard. You can buy, sorry, for the iPad Pro, isn't it? The £300 um,
1: Magic Keyboard, yeah. that's the one.
0: But you know, the one that can fold, can't it? So you can have it as a keyboard, tablet. Well, the Surface Laptop Studio, to give it its proper name, yep. does really something quite similar, isn't it? With a sort of a folding effect that kind of gives you like a pedestal view it of the did. tablet. Now, um, the
1: Surface Book was always... Looked this, like an could, actual tablet, you know, it was all aluminium, but you could press a button, some latches internally disconnected, and you could remove the screen, it. which is I, I absolutely loved. It was brilliant, but you can't remove the screen on this one. But it, as you say, it can be folded like a laptop. It can be angled, so a bit like their, like you say, the uh, the iPad with the magic keyboard, or even like their the Surface Studio desktop they do, don't they? Where you That's can pull right. the yeah. screen right forward, even over the keyboard, so it can turn into a laptop of sorts. A bit of a sorry, not a laptop, but an iPad, a tablet of sorts, a bit thicker than standard, but would work. So it's quite flexible.
0: And again, uh, interesting hardware lineup there. Again, the 11th gen processors, but also um, coming with the, you know integrated integrated graphics, is or discrete graphics depending on your choice of yeah. Intel XE. It's an
1: interesting one there. You can even have the RTX 3050 Ti or an RTX A2000, which is the kind of Quadro AI kind of stuff, wasn't it?
0: I was going to say that that's proper high-end um, graphics, you know, really here for, for CAD 3D work, isn't it? Um, it is. Usually coming in, as you say, sort of also in use, I noticed that, you know, using AI compute um, workloads as well. Um, that won't be available to, you know, you and I as a consumer, only it? But obviously enterprise customers, business customers will be able to pick that configuration up through... Microsoft and I guess their partners as well. I suppose. Yeah, it'd be a
1: pretty beefy laptop with an i7 and and that RTX eighty thousand thirty two gig of RAM. That would be quite beefy.
0: I'd just say I'd quite I'd be quite happy with that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'd say and the, the all the screens we talk about now, I think I think they all, all all the new models are all that one hundred twenty hertz and they all have Dolby Vision as well. Built into they do them. some real so, real
0: upgrades yeah.
1: on those screens. Exactly. So th- this is a fourteen point four inch. This is bigger than your. Your Surface Pro, uh, so it's a you know, decent-sized laptop.
0: And like I say, and justifies it for the cost, isn't I think they stopped starting out with something like nearly close to $1,600 was the base configuration as well. The Surface
1: it, Book was never cheap anyway.
0: No, no, true, true. So then I guess they, then the one that is kind of going to be probably the more popular device is the new Pro 8 then.
1: The Pro 8, it, I definitely. I mean, no, I think the Surface Go got a refresh, and I think that's still been quite popular because it's, it's cheap. Or cheaper. Well,
0: well, I was going to say the Go. I mean, kind of yeah. The Go three now, isn't it? So you know, they 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 redesign with the Go two got the, was the first proper redesign, wasn't it? Um, it was yeah. Obviously, and they introduced a much a different form factor in the bezels and that. And um, the Go the Go three. Let's well, call this stuff. as go. So much easier, isn't it? Yeah. Um, it, again, they kind of they beefed up the the CPUs. there now I think comes you can get an i three processor. Uh, Pentium Gold
1: probably. or even a, a proper Core i three. I think they were yeah. core m3s before weren't Which quite they no were
0: hard. kind of really underpowered I, I i kind of explored getting one before the ipad pro
1: these are still really underpowered though
0: oh god yeah <laughs> but i guess if you're looking for something you know maybe for kids or you know, nothing intensive you know and pairing that with the 4g um model you know uh yeah. communication side of it it's not a bad little tablet is it really
1: well, i mean the the bit that gets me is i think yes they've upgraded to better cpus and the miles better than what they were but they're still not great i mean they wouldn't have been a great experience on windows 10 and oh no and the no. The, the, the minimum one what a pentium four gig of RAM and 64 gig of EM, emmc storage barely i mean it literally just about scrapes by the minimum for windows 11.
0: I, 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 time i ever see emmc it's like i just run a mile you know yeah i mean that if has you, that...
1: yeah if you get the 128 <laughs> gig storage you get an ssd a proper ssd but yeah cheap yeah. out get the base one you get emmc which is just going to be terrible
0: I mean, I would say you know, ten point five inch screen here uh, would be an iPad Mini kind of competitor, but I think at the moment the iPad Mini spec bump that just happened probably still trumps this slightly. Yeah,
1: just buy yourself an iPad Mini, guys.
0: <laughs> at this stage, yeah, definitely. Well, uh, you know, so so that's the Go Three, then. So that's kind of the the baby. So in the middle, then we've got the 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 Pro uh, the Pro Eight, as we said, which had another yeah. massive update. Then, so let's come back to the Pro Eight and talk about that a little bit because I know you know you're you're kind of really fond of the Pro model lineup, aren't you? Uh, and these have had, again, a real overhaul in the screens we talked about. Um, yeah. They're 13-inch, aren't they, too?
1: They are 13-inch, yeah. Um,
0: so they also got the 11-gen Core i5, Core i7. Um, uh, even again, i3.
1: So i3 up to, up to Quad oh, Core did i7. I, them. I must have missed yeah, the i3 one. Yeah, it's a dual-Core i3 or Quad Core i7. I, I think the i5s are Quad Cores as well, but probably don't have hyper-threading.
0: Oh, okay. But they... Uh, but they also top out 32 gig as well from a base of eight yeah, don't they, as well. Yeah, eight,
1: sixteen, or 32 gig of RAM on that. I think it's two, five, six, five, twelve, or one terabyte of storage.
0: Again, so like as we said, so the fact they've got Thunderbolt four now, with you could pair this with that eGPU. I mean, that's quite you know, it's not going to be portable in the sense of you know the eGPU. No, I mean, but as you you
1: could use this as an actual dock to do your work with multiple monitors. Yeah. And then yeah, pick it up and go use it on the go. I mean, that's how I used to use mine. I've, I've had a, I had a Surface Pro three and four, so I'm a little bit old now, but they struggled because they had to use the Surface Dock connector, which is based on I think it's it's it's, uh, it's USB three, but it's only a single channel of it, so it struggled to do more. You couldn't do two four K monitors at sixty hertz with the onboard screen as well.
0: I I, this, I this really definitely like be able these. To. I have to say, I really do like these. Um, you know, I think. They, they've come a long way, you know, because I think early on they were quite niche, weren't they? With the proprietary, yeah, the first
1: ones were terrible as well.
0: Yeah, and they were proprietary docks they had, and all that kind of sort of. Um,
1: still got the dock connector.
0: Well, they have still got the dock connector. You're right. It's for
1: business, so it's backwards compatible. If you spent, I mean, the, the docks themselves, were, I think, were close to two hundred pounds. Uh so yeah, it's for businesses that that you know you can still use those.
0: So. The and the resolution on these that's the other thing. They've got quite high resolution in it, so it's not quite 4K, and but it's not QHD either, is it? No, but I think they're four by three,
1: three, aren't they? They're not sixteen by nine. They're four by three, which is a bit more usable. Ah, no, no, three by two, three by two. Three three by two. two These are yeah,
0: three by two.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's a Surface Book had a four by three, and I I actually don't know what the Laptop Studio is. I don't know if that's changed or not.
0: So they apparently now this their signature three by two aspect ratio of two thousand eight hundred eighty by nineteen twenty. So it's kind of like a cross between QHD and HD, isn't it? I mean,
1: yeah, um, it's it's taller than your traditional sixteen by nine. Yeah,
0: but again, so very nice. Again, those new folio um, sort of keypads as well. I notice they've got nice little uh, pen holder, haven't they? In them, they
1: have for the uh, Surface. What they, what they call it? The Surface Slim Pen Two. <laughs> Slim
0: Pen Two. It's not really, It looks quite chunky to me. But like,
1: <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Compared to the, I've, I've still got one of the original Surface Pens because I mean, I, I saw one on eBay, but for some reason, I must have not put that in or not sold it. And yeah, it definitely looks bigger than that. But these have got haptic motors in them.
0: It did. It looks very nice. And some of the the demos they had of people sort of drawing and sketching on it. Uh, you know, was very iPad-esque in that sense, wasn't it? I mean, it is. I... I and mean, they've
1: always had all the you know the pressure sensing bits, so you know yep. you can press harder to have darker lines. So yeah, they've all been always been very much like the Surface. Well, the Surface pencil, sorry, not the Surface. The iPad pencil has been like the Surface pen because it was there first.
0: <laughs> and it's, and the, these are apparently they're backwards compatible, aren't they? The pens, I understand. Yeah, which... all the
1: way to the Surface Pro three. Yeah,
0: but you only get the haptic feedback on the new model, so that was the one thing it was. I was, I
1: clear. didn't, wasn't sure if it was something in software that was doing it or something else.
0: So you only, so according to Microsoft, uh, the haptic feedback works with Surface Pro 8 and Surface Laptop Studio running Windows 11.
1: Ah, oh, but what if I put a Windows 11 on my Surface Pro 3?
0: I have no idea. Oh, um, it Probably
1: does. no. It has a TPM chip, but it's not seventh gen, is it? No uh, Intel. <laughs>
0: But that wasn't the only product. Apart from, obviously, some other peripherals. Oh, no, it was not. There was one other device, wasn't it, that was uh, was showcased at the event.
1: Ding, ding, round two. The Surface <laughs> Duo 2.
0: That, of course, was a huge success first
1: time round. but we need to know. I still really wanted one. I've still not played with one. <laughs>
0: no. I mean, it hasn't quite been a huge... I want to say industry success, has it the duo? You no. we know, we're seeing, you know, the folding phones coming from Samsung and, and other people. You know, Samsung are, what they're two generations now into their folding phones. Yeah, they are. We're seeing, you know, different form factors here. Microsoft have still gone with the effectively clamshell design, haven't they? Uh they two have. screens. Which... But then
1: the Surface Pro, the whole Surface Line was not a success to start off with. It no. took several generations. I think we've discussed this when we were talking about the original Surface Duo, that version two or version three, if they stick around, will be much better products.
0: Yeah, and I think the thing with, with the Surface lineup here, though, is is that, you know, other products are available. You know, this is a bit like Microsoft showcasing the best of what can be done a la Apple, isn't it? If you pair the hardware with the software kind of thing. Exactly. Um, and, you know, the, the Surface Duo here, again, you know, is kind of playing with that form factor, which obviously it runs Android because... <laughs> you know they've made that mistake before um but you know now we're, we're now looking at you know the the duo the, the second generation of duo comes with the, the snapdragon uh 888. So the latest
1: 8888 i think so the that, previous was like an 855 wasn't it it was about a year and a half old yeah it's nearly got a four four
0: and four and a half thousand um a milliamp battery so quite good again there Cameras yep. are pretty good as well. I noted that it had, a 16, it had a 16 megapixel ultra wide, ultra wide a, yep. a 12 megapixel wide, and a 12 megapixel telephoto, which is with quite 2X impressive. 2 optical lineup. zoom. Yeah. yeah, quite impressive lineup on that. And 12 megapixel I mean, it still
1: comes in. with 8 gig of RAM. Storage is a bit. Bizarre. 128
0: gig of well, storage? I, okay. well, I, look, I, look, let's be honest. You can't really knock that considering Apple held on to 64 gig until this year for a base model of their phone. So. You
1: know, that's true, but they only offer one storage size. So it's not from 128, it's just 128. That's all you get.
0: Well, yes, that's true. But they also run the um, LPDDR5 RAM, don't they, as well? in them, which They do. Is pretty good.
1: And you are getting larger screens in the same chassis. They've made the bezels thinner, so you're getting 5.8-inch uh, like screens. Well, these aren't the 120 hertz from the rest of the surface line. They are 90 hertz. They are some decent speed screens.
0: But again, you know... It, for the majority of people and applications, you're not going to see the benefit of, you're not going no. to see any less, lesser benefit, sorry, from having 90 to 120. Um, no, exactly. And, and I don't know, I didn't it I didn't note whether that was an adaptive 90 hertz screen.
1: Didn't say. I, I'm no. talking of the screens actually. The insides, the bit where the hinges are actually curved in, so that when you shut this, it's got, so it makes it look like it's got a side display. So you can see notifications down the spine
0: oh like the old with Samsung Trees, wasn't that with the S6 they brought them in didn't they Jimbo? yeah they
1: curved the, they, they, yeah, they curved the screen it. to the side so at an angle you'd see it now Microsoft has just done it on the insides of both screens so that when you shut it it looks like you've got a whole screen there running down the nice. side
0: nice I like it I like it
1: looks very clever so yeah again I'd love to get my hands on one of these but the price has gone up
0: <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth I was like yeah they're not cheap They are not cheap, No, they are are
1: starting at the best part of $1,500, aren't they?
0: For 128 gig storage, up to $1,800 for the 512 model, isn't
1: it? Oh, they do have other models that are storage. I just didn't see that when I looked at the specs. Oh,
0: sorry, no, sorry. Oh, I didn't. Oh, sorry. I thought you... Now I get what you were talking about. I I
1: thought they only did 128. When I looked at the specs on the Microsoft site, the only option they had, maybe they were too early, was 128, Uh, so when I wrote my notes...
0: 128, 256, and 512.
1: Oh, that makes more sense. Yeah, when I wrote my notes, <laughs> I went to Microsoft's site for every product and got the full specs. And the only like, option written there was 128.
0: I thought to myself just now, I'd like to be what? Well, I thought maybe I'd misheard you. And you're like, they do more model. I was thinking, oh, maybe it means that they can't extend the storage or something. I was like, how? Oh, just carry on. <laughs> oh, no,
1: no, my mistake. Okay, that makes more sense. I'm a bit happier there. But yes,
0: yeah, still, yeah, $1500. Yes, <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, they are... I mean, they are in Apple territory. In fact, probably higher than Apple territory, uh, aren't they, really? 1800.
1: Um, oh, and but... Microsoft still don't have a great track record with Android yet. I mean, no. It's going to ship with Android 11, even though Android 12... Is it 12 out yet? No, 12's about to come out, isn't it?
0: What you need to see here is probably some kind of case study with some... Cu- they need a landmark customer, don't they, to pick these up and run with them.
1: I mean, the original one's still running Android 10. Now, Microsoft keep promising 11, but... And they promised it this year again, but it's still not out. But mm. they are good on doing the security patches. They apparently they do do a release every month for the security patches. So it's, it's a mixed bag going on here.
0: Yeah. I, I, I'd like this to be a success. I really would do. I just, like you say, I'm not seeing enough traction in the marketplace to, to, to understand whether it is or not.
1: No. And who is buying the Surface Duo? Obviously, not a lot of people were, but no. I, we don't know the numbers. Uh, is it more no. business? I'm... Is it consumer? I don't know.
0: I don't know, but uh, overall, I was quite impressed. So it was a great little event. Uh, A lot of, you know, updates here. You know, some of them obviously to be expected, weren't they? But then things like the the improvements with the Pro X and the laptop studio again, I think were were kind of stand out for me on that one.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anything? there any things missed, I've missed on that? Or was there any things that you wanted to No, those out?
1: are the only ones I had down. Uh, I mean, there was some other things, some accessibility pack wasn't there, which was just a bunch of stickers. Oh ah, yes. That was quite clever. It, it was designed it to, they were raised stickers, weren't they? So that if mm. you are visually impaired, that you can put these on and easily find things like the power switches, the volumes, because that gave you physically raised symbols.
0: Sort of tactile like, symbols, geez. yeah. <laughs> yeah, geez, yeah I... but good idea. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you'd like to think the accessibility goes beyond just some stickers, um, you know, because Do, yeah. Microsoft have done some very good things with accessibility. The Xbox controller. I'm just yeah. going to exactly that point. They've done some really good stuff there, um, but you know, uh, you know, uh, it's it's difficult to comment. Obviously, not having a um, an access a disability that means I can't use you know standard peripherals. Oh yeah. So you know, it's hard to comment, but uh, you know, I, I guess. Looking at this from where I sit, it's a step in the right direction. But obviously more should be done here to to help people um, who have accessibility issues. And I'm sure oh, there's more to this on that. And obviously Windows 11 has accessibility tweaks built in as well to help that. But yeah, definitely, you know, as you say, it's a, a simple tweak, but a uh, useful one. It is. And these else.
1: weren't Surface specific. They didn't make them generic. So you could go ahead and use them on any laptop.
0: And That's quite good. No, I like that. that. That's a good little idea.
1: Yeah, and there was exactly. also the
0: last thing I wasn't—I saw in there just to kind of close this out. Wasn't there Was that the mouse? Wasn't it made from ocean plastic?
1: Oh yes, yes. I didn't write any notes on that one, but yeah, I did remember seeing something about that.
0: Yeah, the ocean mouse. Um, so the the new uh, was it the Microsoft? Um, oh, I'd, I'd written down here. It's kind of like a kind of it's. It's basically like uh, it looks like a basic mouse. You know, nothing flash assembly. Okay, not yeah. like the art mouse is but it comes in a uh, recycled plastic you know and according to the ocean mouse because it's picking up you know it's recycled materials um that have uh, obviously found in the ocean funnily enough oh hang on That's a minute yeah interesting you know. uh, it's not just uh, yeah the packaging
1: is the whole mouse as well
0: yeah the whole mouse 20% so the the shell of the mouse is made from 20% of recycled ocean plastic uh, okay. you know that they're, they're working with um I don't think they mentioned who they were working with, but and it comes in uh, highly sustainable packaging as well. So the cardboard is all uh, you know in plastics. Okay, it's plastic-free. Sorry, uh, recyclable wood and sugarcane natural fibers. That was it. I knew I had it written well, down somewhere. It's a start. Yeah, and apparently twelve months of battery life from a single double A battery. Wow. Okay. But again, it's not like you know, it's not a razor blades. You know, <laughs> but nonetheless, good cool so moving on there talking around peripherals and chargers and that um there has been uh, a little a little update coming out of the eu now this is not new at all but um the european commission has again announced plans to strong arm i'm gonna say strong arm because i think it is strong arm the uh, electronics manufacturers mainly smartphone manufacturers uh to basically yeah, fit well. a common usb charging port across all devices in the market isn't it and, and now yes, yes. Obviously, you know, our friends over in the Android world uh, pretty much, you know, are laughing here because they've been using USB C now probably for, you know, coming up a couple of years, haven't they? For basically yeah, a long time. Yeah, I think pretty much
1: every new dev- phone, Android phone, has got USB C.
0: Yeah, and you, know, and you think, you know, if you think we've gone down from a whole probably raft of different you know, proprietary connections to probably, what, three now, haven't we? So we're down to three. USB mini, USB-C, and obviously Lightning here, aren't we? So Apple... Well, micro, micro USB, isn't it? Micro USB, sorry, yeah. So Apple probably, though, is the only manufacturer here that realistically could be hurt here, isn't
1: it? Exactly. So, I mean, it doesn't just... It's not just phones, is it? It's a part of the radio. It's, always, directive. No, it's, yeah, it is. it's Tablets, enemy. headphones, portable speakers, hand-on video consoles... Your switch is fine. You know, it's got USB C anyway, isn't it? Uh, even cameras are included in this. Uh, so yeah, it's that it's that common charging as well as unbundling the set of chargers from electronic devices, which I think most are now, aren't they? You don't get say, a charger with your no. iPhone.
0: And I, I still don't get though with these people, unless you unless you have not had an electronic device in the last twelve to eighteen months or bought a phone. Why? Have you, yeah. Everybody's got a charger knocking around, haven't they? Yeah.
1: If you if you're just buying a new iPhone that comes well, I, with the with the I, lightning to USB C, you might be stuck because if your old one didn't have lightning to USB C, you got the wrong charger. But uh, that, I'm sure you've probably got USB C floating around.
0: That's Okay, that, that's my point. Unless you are brand new to this game, uh, you know, yeah. it's you're unlikely not to have one. But you know, at some point somebody's got to do it. But then again, you know, Apple did that and everybody Apple took the headphone port out, didn't they? Or and took out the head he, yeah. took out the headphones from their boxes and everybody poo-pooed that. What did Samsung do the following year? Exactly. Did, the after same. mocking
1: them, did the same, then removed their tweets off the internet.
0: Oh, and then what did they do the same with the charging? What did Samsung do this year?
1: Yeah, they did exactly. the
0: same. You know, so don't you know, I, I I don't stand on this, you know, moral high ground of like, oh well it's just Apple. No, Apple make a change, the market follows. Uh or Apple does it, and everybody else seems to go like, well, actually, that's not probably a bad idea. We'll we'll try and do it our we'll same. Follow.
1: Now, yeah, but, of course, this, is, this isn't this actually in law yet, is it? It's got, no, to, go to, it, got to, go to go to go vote. But it's generally considered it's going to pass. You know, and manufacturers are going to have, what, 24 months to comply, they said?
0: Yeah, that's right, 24 months. So they're saying um, by, uh, they think, was it by 2024, potentially, I think I saw somewhere would be that they aim to get this in legislation. Um, it is realistically speaking we're there we are pretty much there already because i mean oh, yeah, look, let me look around mm. what my device is so my laptop here has a usb port on the side that can be used for charging it doesn't come yep. with usb but it can do um my mac uses usb c my ipad pro uses usb c my sony yep. headphones that i'm using to record this usb c the switches yep they're usb c you mentioned them didn't you um yeah you know you're right usb c is pretty much de facto standard now isn't it And mostly
1: phones are. I I, I don't have so many. My laptop is is USB-C. My headphones, unfortunately, are micro USB still. Annoyingly. (laughs) But you're right, the Switch is USB-C. But I was going to say, this isn't the first time the EU's tried this, though, is it? Oh, no, 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 no. And I think this is probably why they're they're ratifying it and putting it through law, because they tried it before, and it was um, was voluntary, isn't it? They came to an agreement back in 2009 with, with Apple, Samsung, Hawaii, and Nokia. Yeah, which, uh, which kind yeah.
0: of ended up while we how we got micro-USB, really, wasn't it? It did. The,
1: board. Uh, uh, the majority of them went, you know what, we're going to agree on micro-USB-C. Sorry, no, micro-USB, sorry. Uh, and then Apple just went, no, I that shit. <laughs> My language. So apologies. Well, beat that out. Uh, but yeah, then a- Apple just like, no, we'll sell you a Lightning to micro-USB adapter.
0: Which they did, the 30-pin adapter, yet Yep.
1: Yeah, to the, sorry, not lightning, Yeah, to the thirty pin to the micro USB, USB. I had
0: I had one of those. I've still got it somewhere. <laughs> Don't think there's a micro USB to uh, to
1: lightning though, is there? So they can that I... after they moved to lightning.
0: I'm gonna say I think there is, but I I haven't oh, got there? one, so I can't I can't definitively quote. But I have a feeling there might be. Mm.
1: They obviously they, there is a USB C to lightning, and they're shipping that in the box now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I have one of those. Yep, yeah, to, to charge obviously out. Yep.
1: Yeah. So I'm guessing this is why it's man- going to be mandatory, because the last time they tried to make it voluntary, Apple went, no, in the end.
0: They did. Um, and <laughs> I think we- we've talked about this before, haven't we? Uh, you know, around Apple's USB-C dilemma. Uh, eventually, have, yeah. eventually, they will have to capitulate, I think. I, I really do think they will. Will um, they? I don't think, but I don't think it'll mm. be the EU forcing them. I think Apple will move to USB-C when it suits them.
1: But, you know, and... Uh, yeah. This law only applies to devices that are using cables to charge.
0: Yeah, so the whole portless iPhone that's been knocked around for the last couple of years could become a reality sooner than you think, potentially.
1: And they wouldn't have to put USB-C port, no, they wouldn't port on have the to device. Put USB-C on.
0: No, and let's be honest, wireless charging will become the standard. It will. Yeah. Uh, you know, Qi charging is pretty much the standard now, isn't it? You know, yes. out, of, out of the ones here. Um, You know, there, I've got one in front of me. I've got one on my bedside uh you know yeah my, my car i was say your car does it mine mine could have done but it doesn't um these it is the standard going forward and i think you know within maybe two to five years i think wireless charging will be the standard that's my opinion um yeah you know, i could be so very at that wrong. point,
1: would you use a port i mean i can't other than charging i can't but, remember the last time i actually used a port on the iphone
0: no exactly wireless headphones airpods bluetooth headphones bluetooth to the car use it a bit more
1: on my ipad hdmi out and stuff like that
0: yeah yeah that's different but that that's that probably would be retained because you'd want things peripherals to plug in wouldn't you on on something like an ipad yeah um but yeah anyway but the phones probably not because the whole aim of the game is to go wireless isn't it it
1: is and i think we might loop back to this a a bit later when we talk about another one of our features of another possible way they could do data transfer
0: yeah, yeah. Actually, that's, that's coming well. Well, actually, that flows as nicely, doesn't it, into the next piece? Actually, talking about the the uh, the Watch Seven, isn't it? Um, it which is. Apparently, uh, I didn't see this at all. It has got some secret wireless connection, then? Some secret sixty point five gigahertz wireless connection. Um,
1: yeah, that's um, bizarre. <laughs> it's, it's not mentioned anywhere, um, and it's a bit of an odd one. I, I think they're using this for. a... So all, all your Apple watches have a service port built in, but it's a bit of a bugger to get to and involves taking the device apart. I think this is going to be replacing it. So it uses some pr- proprietary wireless serial dock and some kind of magnetic mount to lock it into place. And it allows it to transfer data wirelessly without you opening up the watch.
0: Do you reckon this is what they've got in Genius Bars behind the door?
1: Or, or they're heading that way. I mean, apparently it will do up to 480 megabytes a second, which is USB, USB 2, which yeah, is exactly definitely. what Lightning does. Lightning is only USB 2. It's not USB 3. I think we talked about that when we were talking about getting those ProRes files off your yeah, shiny yeah. new iPhone, didn't we? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if it can do USB 2 speeds and it can do it wirelessly, yeah, do they need a the service port? But this could play into um, having a portless iPhone as well.
0: Well, yeah, because if you could yeah, speed up the connection. But also I'm thinking I did, I, you know, could we look here again, having the watch communicate with other peripherals, like other sensors.
1: It could well be, yeah. I mean, I don't know how long range this is. 60.5 gigahertz is usually yeah, but I'm, pretty I, I, high I'm bandwidth, thinking, but low distance.
0: Yeah, but I'm thinking um, other kind of medical sensors, you know.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Like your insulin monitor or something like that, you know, potentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it could also potentially be used on the phone for the Apple glasses.
0: Well, yeah, but wouldn't yeah, but again, wouldn't that wouldn't that use the, uh, the ultra wideband? I mean, again, speculation. I appreciate, but
1: I, I don't know. I, I mean, it could be ultra wideband. I, I don't I don't know. It's it's all very hush hush secret.
0: <laughs> well, this is it, isn't it? And then you know, who knows what goes on behind the closed doors of an Apple store? That you know, what have they got to plug stuff in? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, ultra wideband, though. What's this throughput on ultra wideband? Because it's quite low latency, low power, isn't it? Obviously. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know what's I I don't know what the speed is there. I'm guessing for UWB, it's not going to be masses of data, is it? It's not going to be massive chunks, no. so it's more about communications, packet, small packets of um, to help communicate, like you said, with, with uh, finding things or positioning. Um, so yeah, perhaps like you say, this one might have more depth to, for allowing of sending of more data, communication yep. of uh, outside of the the phone, uh, sorry, out of the watch to a phone maybe, yeah, I, curious, and again like I say, you know, I haven't seen this anywhere else uh, like Ultra Wideband
1: only does 100 megaseconds
0: oh, there you go, there you go you know, so this this basically as you're right, could be something could be something interesting, I did think it was funny though in that, that statement, it says the wireless serial dock is powered by USCP, a USB-C port <laughs> <laughs> okay, Apple. We know. I mean, but you know, come to come back to what we just talked about. Apple have pretty apart from the phone, they have moved to USB.
1: They have. They are USB C for everything that has a port, other than the phone,
0: other than the phone. So realistically, I don't think just to kind of close that last statement out. I don't think Apple. I just think they're holding out lightning for some weird reason on the phone as a control rather than a practicality moment there's no nothing else now is there no it's about it's about owning what ecosystem yeah exactly can be plugged into that device but anyway but yeah so this this watch didn't this pop up on some um fcc filing was it it wasn't anywhere else did yeah see yeah god where do people find this stuff i mean really it's a day job
1: just going through the fcc filings (laughs)
0: Well, there is. That's true. You, you know, we would laugh, but it's true. But I think you're right. I think we are looking, maybe not obviously next year, but I reckon within the next probably two three years we'll see the we'll see a portless iPhone. It's it's okay. very likely, isn't it?
1: Yep, and that certainly aids with things like waterproofing.
0: And maybe maybe you'll see it though as kind of like if you think of it as an iPhone, maybe maybe that would be like the Pro model would be portless to the first generation of it. So let's say maybe. like an iPhone, you know, 15 uh you'll get the standard one i'll have the port but the pro model won't and for that you'll get the extra capabilities and then slowly but surely they'll wipe it out across the board i don't know i just i you know they, they aren't they do kind of squeeze stuff in that way don't they you know they do yeah but yeah interesting interesting well fine just final talk about apple then before we uh uh, move on to other stories. Is that uh, this was too late for last week's recording, wasn't it? Uh, around yes. the, the epic court case, um, and if you recall, last last time we spoke about this, is that uh, um, Epic, uh, you yourself mentioned that Epic had asked Apple back Apple for their developer account back, haven't they? In Nor- uh, South Korea, I nearly said North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and actually, Apple, Apple, <laughs> no, Apple had
1: said, you know, Apple did pass and saying, you know, Epic has admitted to breach of contract, and as of now, there's no legitimate basis for reinstatement of the developer account. Uh, yeah,
0: they've gone a little bit further on that statement though, haven't they? They, they?
1: have, haven't they? So, uh, obviously, <laughs> Mr. Mister Sweeney has been uh, epic on Twitter, and uh, yeah, so Apple's put out a more lengthy statement saying, you know, so following the, that decision, and um, the judgment, you know, Mr. Sweeney has probably said that Epic wouldn't trade an alternative payment system away to get Fortnite like back on iOS. In light of this, and other statements <laughs> since the court's decision, coupled with Epic's <laughs> Du- uh, duplicitous just... conduct in the past <laughs> Apple has exercised its discretion not not to reinstate Epic's developer programme account at this time furthermore, Apple will not consider any further requests for reinstatement until the district court's judgement becomes final and non-appealable because obviously Epic want to appeal the judgement
0: <laughs> and the best part about this the best part about oh. this is that Epic cannot do anything now
1: Stop. No, uh, but T- Tim Sweeney is still saying it's not my fault <laughs> No, he's saying that that Apple have lied. Apple spent a year telling the world the court and the press said, welcome Epic's return to the store that agreed to play by the same rules as everyone else. (laughs) Epic agreed. And now Apple's reneged in another abuse of its monopoly power over billions of users. Hang on there. (laughs) Once you've stopped trying to change the outcome of the court case, then you'll have some actual negotiations on this. But you're still going to try and get more sanctions put on them.
0: Yeah, basically, if you stop poking us with the big stick, we might talk to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, like so, this could be five years. So you know, Tim, I mean, not Tim Apple, but Tim Sweeney. I'd um, I'd get a good book, and uh, you're going to be waiting for a while, mate.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. So, um...
0: <laughs> basically, oh. stop the appeal, and like you say, we'll come to the negotiating table, and you might get, you know, you might get it, you know.
1: We might still say no, though.
0: I I I. I think Apple will probably let them back. Of course, I
1: think they will do. Because, Once it's not but, a threat anymore.
0: I was just going to say, exactly that point. Once they've beaten them to a pulp, it's like, yeah, all right then. Come on then. It's like, uh, yeah, we'll play now. We'll play. You, you know. Still went off didn't they? You know, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was too late for last week. Sorry about it, But we thought we'd wanted to bring that up this week because it just was... <laughs>
1: The uh, the
0: cake. yeah it was a little bit and obviously the appeal process off there we'll follow that when that kicks off um and see how that goes you know popcorn at the ready people so then yeah. what else we got there so we talked about that okay uh but oh actually let's just swing this around before we talk around um uh the uh the ransomware story let's finish up on the the, the apple pieces actually so uh after obviously the the fantastic uh california streaming event that happened a couple weeks ago which was partly leaked, or bits of it should we say were leaked, weren't they? To across most various, most of the lineup, uh, you know, in one way or another, the came oddity
1: out. of the Watch Seven.
0: Yeah, uh, Tim Cook wasn't very happy at all, was he? With uh, with basically the media picking up on this.
1: Um, no, in fact, he wrote a memo. He
0: did to his staff internally. Yeah,
1: <laughs> about the leakers,
0: <laughs> which was then leaked. <laughs>
1: Yes, the irony is not lost.
0: <laughs> no, so so that is right. So Tim Cook uh, sent a memo to all Apple staff, uh, basically saying that you know he's, people who leak uh,
1: confidential information don't do not belong here. No, and he yeah.
0: he he, he, he I, to, to paraphrase him, he said that he was very he would heard from many of the staff who were incredibly frustrated. This uh, sorry, the first sorry the, the sorry the second memo sorry that was in, done internally. Um, saying that he wrote to his staff to say that he'd heard from many of them to say they were incredibly frustrated to see the contents of that meeting leaked to reporters. This also comes after a product launch in which most of the details of our announcements were also leaked to the
1: press.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear, double jeopardy. I want to know that I share your frustration. These opportunities to connect as a team are really important, but they only work if we can trust the content will stay within Apple. I want to reassure you that we're doing everything in our power to identify those who leaked. And as you know, we will not tolerate disclosures of confidential information, whether it's product IP or Details of a confidential meeting. We know that leakers constitute a small number of people. We know who you are. We're coming for you. I, I quote. Um, <laughs> uh, we also know that people who leak confidential information do not belong here. As she said, yeah. Basically, this is like your time is up. And if you are a leaker in Apple, your cards are marked. Um, but this isn't the first time, is it? The Apple have tried no, before to shake. Not the first the trees, time had this were. memo, is it? No. <laughs> but the irony, as you say, the irony is not lost. I mean, this is, um, you know. I, I, I'm still subscribing to the theory that for the stuff they got wrong, and not the watch, not the watch, the stuff they got wrong, Apple uh, laid false trails.
1: Yeah, it's got to be part of their plan, surely. If they, They're they never going to get rid of all the leaks, so let's just spread it with misinformation so people don't believe the leaks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I I'm, uh, We talked about it obviously a lot in the last episode. The watch, I genuinely think that wasn't a... Uh, a cock up in the leakers, if you will. I think that was a business decision taken. Last minute change. Yeah. Which was their plan B, wasn't it effectively? Exactly. Um, But, you know, the other stuff that's been coming out, I mean, there's a whole industry around Apple leaks as we, we know full well, you know, people love to talk about it. Not so much. I mean, I don't think any other, I can't really think of any other company where leaks and spoilers and tidbits of information are so highly held In regard, and people want to know it. You know, I know stuff comes out about Samsung or Google, but it's not in the same way, is it? Even Microsoft isn't the same way. It's not Not the same way. It's because Apple is such a closed door company, isn't it?
1: It is. Yeah, they they are very hush hush about everything, so it naturally makes people more curious.
0: I think, and and to some degree, for Apple, it plays into their hands because it drives that anticipation as also does. Um, and it's it's you know some of it, some of it, of course. Uh, it's going to be a case of, well, you know, if Feature X isn't what we want, we'll wait until next year. But that's fine because you'll get your business next time around because, you know, if it isn't what you want this time, but, oh, look at the iPhone 14 for next year. Oh, wow, I've got to get that. You know, I won't lie to you. I I haven't upgraded yet for the 13. um, But the more I keep seeing on this macro camera, the more I'm tempted, you know. So it kind of... some cracking photos on
1: Twitter, hasn't it? Yeah,
0: I haven't been put off because people have said that it's not a great phone incremental. You know actually people you know people as in current new owners are doing a great job of advertising for apple on my on their behalf because of these pictures that you say that look so great and I, I really want to get one now but it does it does tarnish the business I think, and it takes a shine off I guess if you work at Apple and you've worked for the last twelve months in secrecy and all of a sudden now you know all that hard work is being drip fed across the media, and then of course there's you know elements of truth in it so. It's not even the true story that's coming out. It's bits of it, isn't it, that you, you can't even correct, can you, as well? That's the other trouble, I guess.
1: No, sure. and it, I suppose there's no more, and one last thing, massive wow product, is there? Because everyone knows it before it happens.
0: Yeah, exactly. Or
1: most uh, of it before it happens.
0: Yeah. Well, it's not just, uh, not just Apple, though, is it, that it's been getting quite upset with leakers?
1: No, no. So, yes, TSMC have fired seven of their employees reportedly for leaking confidential information. Uh they they stated basically they violate the company's core values. Um yeah, they, they haven't specifically said it was for leaking Apple information. But they have said it's for leaking confidential, sorry, confidential information on customer orders and designs.
0: Yeah, I wonder and obviously Apple are probably the biggest customer at T S M C aren't they, I think, uh, in terms of yeah. their silicon output. And who Definitely. knows? Definitely. We we saw similar stuff from Foxconn, didn't we? Uh, I think last year. Yep. Um we're getting rid of people But yeah, I mean, it's not a good place to be. And again, you know, companies like Apple have got so much sway in their supply chain that, you know, if they, I guess, I'm not suggesting they would pull TSMC from their main business, but, you know, if they wanted to take business away, it would damage TSMC's bottom line massively, wouldn't it?
1: Oh, hugely, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Um, Interestingly, I did see on that article that, uh, wasn't it, that... um, just a day, it was said after Intel acknowledged that they'd fallen behind TSMC and claimed they could catch up. TSMC announced plans for its two nanometer chips. <laughs> <laughs> I was like I that that in was, the that bag was,
1: for a while, just waiting. Well,
0: that, I was going to say that that was that was back in July, but I was like, I know, the reason I say that is I was like, I didn't understand why that was in the same story about leaking. I'm like, that was months ago that TSMC no turned out uh, two nanometer chips. I was like, what? Maybe they've just announced who the customers are for them. Um, <laughs> 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 I don't know. I. It, you know, this could be something to do with Apple. This could be something to do with even the stuff they're doing for Intel or any of the other, even uh, ARM. Exactly. Sorry, R, um, AMD. Excuse me. Uh, you know, it could be any of that. But I think it's proved the point now that, and again, it's not just silicon companies or, or any company. If you sign a contract, an employment contract, yep. most contracts to this day have a line about uh, intellectual property, don't they? And of information. And actually, you know, if you go telling competitor or you announce products or information that isn't publicly available. You're in breach of contract, and you know you're going to be fired.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's so, standard standard issue nowadays.
0: It is indeed. It is indeed. Okay, well, let's move it across ever so slightly then. To uh, before we talk about uh, the Xbox and the rumor mill. Um, so this is a story that I think we talked about when we talked about security stuff, wasn't it? A little we while did. ago. It was
1: uh, a Casea, wasn't it? Kaseya. So that was back the... in the summer, a couple of months back, weren't they? they? They had a, a ransomware attack by Reevil. Reevil. But... <laughs> <laughs> Re, Re, Reevil? Yes, but obviously yes, Kaseya makes that. software for managing devices on the networks and they they operate a kind of service provider model. So it ended up affecting around 1,500 of their customers and partners. Uh, it
0: was, quite, it was dam- very damaging for their business. It was so. very, yeah,
1: definitely. But then I remember saying that Reevil just vanished off the internet, didn't they? And yeah, Kaseya sure. announced that they had found a way to decrypt the files and would be reaching out to all their customers to help. And I think we spoke at the time to say, did they pay the ransomware? I kept saying it's very odd, but someone must have paid it. We thought, yeah, yeah it was it very was odd, very,
0: very peculiar that the the ransomware company all of a sudden went silent, and then all like you say, uh, they had the keys. You know, it, you could it was almost you couldn't make it up. It was that odd.
1: Yeah, well, it turns out there was a bit more to it. Didn't it?
0: <laughs> yes,
1: so, hmm. so it turns out the FBI actually had the decryption keys for at least three weeks. Before uh, Kaseya made the announcement that they were helping to decrypt people. Um, so, don't. yeah, the, F- <laughs> the FBI had apparently penetrated the Re- Reevils Gang service to obtain the key. Uh, but here's the interesting bit. So after discussing it with the other agencies and you know, the, the bureaus, uh, decide, they decided to wait um, before sending to victims uh, for fear of tipping off the criminals.
0: Yeah, and I guess, you know, you could argue, well, hang on, listen, why didn't they do it? You know, these people... So this was you know,
1: affecting do- hospitals and all sorts of things, wasn't it?
0: I guess, I mean, obviously the FBI, you know, in that they put out a statement and explaining that, you know, it wasn't uh, just a single decision. It was there no. to, to defend, uh, you know, other... Um, other ongoing operations, effectively, wasn't it? That as you yeah. said, could have could have given the tip. And actually, you know, this is this isn't unusual in law enforcement. You know, because no. if you're Join deep efforts. inside, yeah, and if you're deep inside the enemy, you know, kind of network, if you will, you don't want to show your card straight away because you could lose access to somewhere else. Um, and it, this, you know, this I read about this uh, like a similar thing. I was just kind of uh, kind of related. I was just reading. I'm reading a book at the moment, I should say, about uh, sleeper cells, uh, Russian agents. You know. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. In the US, it was there was a spy swapper about eleven years ago, and it was a group of Russian. Uh, well, they were KGB at the time, but later FSB agents because of the change, who had been in the US for over ten years, and um, they'd uh, you know basically been living undercover. But the thing is, the FBI had known about them for ten years; they been watching them for over a decade. Oh wow! And had bugs in out. You know what I mean? They knew they knew them inside out, but they couldn't. You know, but they they had to basically live, watch, and learn. And they, you know, they couldn't show their hand a bit like this until the yeah. right moment because it could have destabilized the whole operation. And it's definitely the same here with this cybersecurity piece, isn't it? That the FBI have, you know, compromised, the, you know, the, the ransomware company or a company, well, I guess they are a company, yes. uh, you know, gang servers or they're inside their forums or whatever, isn't it? Which they've done before. You know, the last thing they want to do is go, right go, go, go now, and they lose then access to everything else, isn't it? Or they tip off another gang or something, isn't it? Which I know that's is really it. difficult, definitely from a point of view of those customers. Um, and as you say, some of them, you know, were, were healthcare providers and another critical infrastructure. But ultimately, you know, they have, they did get the keys out, didn't they? And I think that's it. How many, I think, wasn't it? Um, I think there was a, somewhere around uh, Bitdefender put out a statement, didn't they, as well? Around they had a decrypted decrypt yes. tool based on Reevil, didn't they? They did. Uh,
1: which yeah. they're,
0: they're running as well. So it is moving slowly, but yeah, it's a hard call, isn't it? I mean, I wouldn't want to make that. It is.
1: But ultimately, I don't think their efforts worked this time, though, did they? Because obviously, no. Reevil vanished. They weren't arrested. They obviously got wind, disappeared, and now are back. You know, uh, they're back this month. A new string of attacks. They, they've got at least eight new victims already. Uh, and obviously, different encryption methods, so your old keys aren't going to work.
0: But are we looking at um, copycats? I wonder, because you know I've seen it before. Um, Could be, you know, with with cybersecurity, these you know, these ransomware tools that they usually sometimes either they're either sometimes used as a service, so by somebody rents, yep. you know, the, the or they buy they buy a copy of the tool. Um, are we seeing here that somebody has maybe shifted or sold the source code to another group which could be yeah that, definitely could you see why all of a sudden we're seeing an increase in the encryption capabilities a change in the you know the the tactics here um or is it the guys back again doing it My, i wouldn't be surprised if we it, it, this could be another set of actors here but you know until more information comes out i don't know but you are right that it's strange how they had like a kind of a hibernation, hibernation period for 6 yeah. months and now all of a sudden they're, Back up and playing again, isn't it?
1: And surely the FBI would have announced if they actually arrested the people involved.
0: Oh, I'd imagine so. Yeah, yeah. I'd, well, you'd like to think so, at least. But,
1: yeah, from the PR point of view, definitely.
0: Yeah, be interesting to see how that one develops. We'll uh, we'll keep an eye out for uh, information on that going forward. Yeah. Son and Carl, let's uh, we'll uh, let's wrap up then this evening with the last couple of stories um, and the rumour mill. So, Xbox N has another little upgrade.
1: They have so obviously built-in browser in Xbox hasn't been the greatest. It's called Edge, but it wasn't really based it on wasn't, the new it was Edge. Terrible. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, but Microsoft's gone and done it. They've gone and released basically the full-on Windows Edge browser uh, to Xbox. So, based on Chromium, uh, it just kind of opens up a lot of possibilities, doesn't it? I mean, you could plug a keyboard and mouse in, uh, fire up Office three six five, G Suite, do do a bit of work. Or even stream other games from other platforms. So you could That's use Google Stadia, couldn't you? Or Amazon Luna. Or maybe even GeForce Now, uh, if NVIDIA stopped blocking you.
0: I was going to say, NVIDIA block Edge browser straight up, though, don't they? So. Uh,
1: yes, they do. Chrome's fine, <laughs> but
0: Edge not so much. Do I, I, you know what? I, oh, I found a browsers on consoles have always puzzled me back from the first days dreamcast I you took the words out of my mouth i'm just gonna say but i remember (laughs) having a dreamcast uh, Is
1: 28.8k built in modem oh
0: god Uh, yeah um you know all the way through to the playstation one which was awful as well and this now um but this actually, like you say this is this is the edge browser. This is basically the same as what I'm using to, you know, record the show you do through tab
1: groups and tab stacking, yeah. and all sorts of things. So
0: I mean, I'd, I'm used to play. It would be funny to play Stadia um, <laughs> on From your Xbox. On your Xbox, I mean, that's some irony. But yeah, I mean, how cool is that? I mean, it's it, the more functionality here, isn't it? I mean, ultimately, it's 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 a pretty good machine already, and now you've yeah. got. Even more capability, doesn't it? Really, could easily get some work done on that. Yeah, you could do plug keyboard and mouse in. Off you've got. I mean, what? Who doesn't use SAS applications these days? You know. What I mean, yeah. If everything's SAS and it,
1: it's it's the full on Chromium Edge browser, then it should work with pretty much everything.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm quite impressed by it. I might have to give it a try. I did uh, okay. I did install the um, uh, Forza Horizon Five preloader the other day. Yeah, I've uh, done that. Know?
1: Waiting for is it November?
0: Yeah, anticipation for that. So uh, I'm quite intrigued to... Oh, I, to say, but, yeah. I
1: did a bit of xCloud. Obviously, I've been traveling for the last two days, uh, stuck oh, yeah, in a hotel yeah, room. It, yeah. So I was like, oh, I took the, the Xbox controller with me, fired up on a company laptop. Um, yeah, a bit of xCloud in the evening. Excellent. I mean, it, it wasn't as smooth as doing it on the actual Xbox, don't get me wrong. And chugger, chugger, fast, chugger. Yeah, fast-paced <laughs> games. The latency wasn't there to do it. But some of the, the slower games, uh, more tactical games, Perfect. Still entertaining.
0: Do uh, you know what? I'm glad to hear that real-world test. So uh, that's pretty good. You know, I mean, the hotel
1: good. Wi-Fi was pretty good. I was getting about 70, 80 meg down and up. So, it,
0: I mean, that's pretty and, good for a hotel, let's be honest. I mean, not many <coughs> yeah, places. Fairly have
1: decent Wi-Fi. And the other places I've tried have not been so good.
0: Yeah, Nice, nice, nice. That's pretty good. Okay, well then, let's round off tonight then with the tech ramp rumour then, Carl. You've got two yes. rumours in the in the pot tonight, haven't you then? So kick us off then with the we first have. one.
1: So we, we've obviously heard a lot about the Google Pixel 6 and the 6 Pro. Pixel
0: 6 with its nice camera band, isn't it, on the back?
1: Exactly. I mean, Google haven't been hiding this. They've been quite open <laughs> showing the designs and talking about the chips. But apparently they've even put a dummy unit in a New York store. I mean, Apple won't be doing that, will they?
0: <laughs> no way.
1: Uh, but it looks like someone's actually managed to get hold of a pre-production unit and has been showing off the video on Twitter. So, uh, yeah, and it looks pretty much spot on from everything Google's been telling us and the, the leakers have been showing us. So, <coughs> yeah, looking good. Not much to say on that. It was just a quick video just to show it off in their hands. But it, you know, it was an actual live running Android. So, yeah, good.
0: I have to say, the, like you say, Google are very, very funny about hiding in plain sight, aren't they, these phones? Um, they are, yeah. And I think they did it with the last model as well, didn't they? They had similar kind of uh, leaks and inverted commas coming up on it. But I quite like the look of the six, the six here. I like that raised camera band around the back. Um, different, quite, isn't it? Yeah, it's different. I think the G symbol on the back is also a fingerprint reader. I wouldn't be surprised by the look of it. You know, it's got the hole punch camera at the top, you know, instead of a notch. And the colors, well, again, it's got some nice color bandings, isn't it? They've got, they're kind of two-tone, the colors. I don't know if you noticed on there. I
1: have, yeah. But like,
0: it's kind of like light and dark gray, isn't it? You know, uh, like an Bit orange, of orange in, in there. there. Yeah. Pink and sort of, a, a, so I want to say like a rouge sort of color, isn't it? Uh, but yeah, nice looking phones, 120 hertz screen, 6.7-inch QHDs. You know, Pixel, again, are are the flagship Android devices, and they do look damn good. So, yeah, good little video there, Carl. Nice find.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I'll let you kick off the next one.
0: Ah, so the next one then is... Uh, <laughs> so, according to a new report in DigiTimes, uh, there are now suggestions that the new Apple, uh, Apple headset, not the VR. BR- or AR glasses, but the Apple headset uh could go on sale in the second half of twenty twenty-two. And the VR kind of flagship glasses, which we've talked about before, uh are likely after 2023, according to a supply chain report that's been leaked again, huh, Leakers, see leakers, leakers, leakers everywhere.
1: No, no. So the, the, these ones for next year, these these are the high end, I suppose, business models, aren't they?
0: That's right. So this is the AR headset that um is, is basically, you know, a commercial product container Color lens. Exactly. You're right. HoloLens sort of compared to here with the sort of integrated camera optical sensors uh, around the sort of 100 grand mark um, with Bluetooth connection um, and obviously their own seat. uh, Sock as well in there, you know, system on chip. Um, again, as you say, that kind of hollow lens look, so it's kind of you know, wrap over the eyes. You're not sort to of see through them, rather like as the glasses. Yeah. But giving you sort of AR capabilities to look at, I don't know, I guess engineering maps, whatever the application standard is that you're going to be doing at it.
1: Hollow lens uh, pricing though.
0: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'm just going to say you know the the cost, uh, you know, the estimated cost here is around the two thousand dollar mark, isn't it? Which is quite well, yes. high. Um the business. <laughs> yes, yes. But if you know, HoloLens has got some traction already in engineering, hasn't it? And I think if Apple oh, can do the same, um, they've got to be able to compete here. Um the AR glasses uh which are the kind of you know standard Google Glass esque glasses, yep. again, still not much information on those at all. Uh, and Michin Kuo is saying, you know, our favourite leaker, of course, Michin Quo, Kuo, uh, is saying that uh, he thinks, you know, after 2023, which would probably be realistic considering what they want to do with yeah. him, isn't it?
1: Oh, definitely, definitely. So, uh, yeah, they seem to be on track. They've done their, uh, well, P2, their second phase of prototype testing and expected mass production for uh, sorry, second quarter of 2022. So it might be, I suppose, a September event, maybe. Possibly, uh, possibly. I guess there. But they are saying, you know, they have seen some reports that Apple struggled to finalize design. You know, they're trying to balance the the company's vision for the product with (laughs) probably the stark realities of what is currently possible still. Um,
0: Well, this is the problem, is it? You know, ultimately, Apple do not want to launch a half-baked product, especially in such an evolving market space. And... You're right. They're going to want to make sure this hits all the, you know, all of the capabilities that they they've got on the, on the drawing board, and it's got to at least it's got to hit everything Hololens can do at a minimum, hasn't it? As well, and more.
1: Definitely. So and, and more, again, more polished. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I was just saying, and with the Apple styling, of course, and the design ethos that's there as well. So yeah, definitely an interesting one. And again, but you know, I don't know. I'm not optimistic about second half of next year. I don't know. I just with everything going on with the supply chain generally.
1: That, that's I think it, yeah. They can build prototypes and get them all ready, but can they actually build and ship them?
0: Yeah, I think that's the problem. I really think it is. Well, I think it's probably a good place to lie tonight. So I know we said we might talk about foundation, but I think we'll hold that for next week because we'll have yeah. three episodes to talk about by next week anyway. So we'll keep that Indeed. as a tasty tidbit for you to come back and talk about next week. Um, so I think we've uh, probably covered enough then, probably. So with that, then we'll catch you next week. Oh, before I do that, look at me, I didn't do the housekeeping, Carl. You need to tell me off. So before we finish, <laughs> Of course, you can always find us on Twitter at Weekly Tech Rant and we're online at techrant.online for all of our show notes. You know what? I should give up this podcast in Lark. I just spit it (laughs) wrong every week. (laughs) And on that note then, I've been Jay.
1: I've been Carl. Have a good evening all.